everybody and happy new year firstly. Welcome to episode 9 which is on rejection. So another happy topic for us to discuss. We've got Rachel here. Rachel, how do you feel about this week? And also, happy new year to you too as well. Yes, happy new year to you and to everyone listening. Let's hope for a much better year ahead of us. Oh yeah, we've really picked the the chirpiest of all topics to talk about in the new year, rejection. You can tell that we're not a fan of the festive period exactly. We keep picking these these topics. But you know what? This is the perfect time of year for this one, for rejection. So I think we've actually done all right this time. Yeah, timing's definitely good. I think a lot of you guys are waiting to see if you have gotten into your favourite unis or colleges or courses and whatnot. So we are going to spill the tea and talk to you about rejection that we've faced leading up to this point. Exactly. So as you put, It's application time, it's 2021, a brand new year and the UCAS deadline, well UCAS is what we use in the UK anyway, that's coming up very very soon in the next couple of weeks I believe. So obviously it's yeah, a difficult time for everyone kind of rushing. Some people probably have already filled out their applications but a lot of people will be kind of considering it gently. Um, So this is just what we want to talk about, talk about how you know a lot of people do get rejected for their choices and it's absolutely no reflection on you or what you've done sometimes it's just one of those things so we want to discuss how rejection can be a positive thing and how it doesn't have to you know be really sad for you or be quite difficult so Rachel if you want to just kind of introduce us to the subject at hand and then we're going to ask a couple of questions to each other and then that'll be us perfect thanks so much for that Catherine yeah so rejection I think when you hear that word you automatically think of the worst thing or that there's no hope moving forward you know you get that rejection and it's like that's it (laughs) don't bother applying again but it's not like that at all and to be honest with you when I applied to uni the first time which is something we're about to go into a lot more detail about I was not successful by <laughs> any stretch of the of the word so this will be a really good episode for us to really get our teeth into and just discuss how we have managed to get to where we are now. So rejection in the UK you apply via UCAS to universities to study paramedic science as that's the pathway to do it now especially within Scotland. So it's a very competitive course and there's lots of applicants to it. I think in our uni there were 600 applicants and there's 56 spaces in each cohort. So yeah. it gives you a real idea into how how competitive it is. And we've done an episode on how to make your application stand out. But sometimes you really can be one of the best people, but it's just not your year and that's okay. Okay, so like you've just said, it's a competitive course. Obviously, a lot of our listeners will be aspiring paramedic students or current paramedic students. And yes, especially in Scotland, I'm not entirely sure about the rest of the UK because I know that the rest of the UK have had a lot of courses available, whereas recently we've only just got about, is it five, I think, that there's available just now? Yeah, five. From from last year. So yeah, it's competitive in Scotland, but I believe it's competitive everywhere in the UK and perhaps the world just because the amount of people in one cohort is so limited. So yeah, we're talking about that, but also at the same time, people who aren't studying paramedicine or do not want to are going to study something else. This is going to be really beneficial to you as well. And Rachel, thank you for also just answering every single question that I was going to ask you in one sentence. So (laughs) really appreciate that. Thank you. You know that it's like a 
It's like drip feeding it, you know, I'm just setting myself up to be able to answer them much better. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So saying that, Rachel, shall we just go back to that time that you experienced rejection within your education? So I'm presuming this was back when you finished school. Do you want to talk through us what, what really happened? Yeah, of course, with pleasure. I say with pleasure as if this is positive memories, but it's not negative either. At the time, it was definitely really hard. So when I left school in secondary school, so this would have been 2013, I think. (laughs) I'm going to listen back to this and go, 2001 million years ago. (laughs) Let's not go back there. Nope. I'm like 99% sure it was 2013, so we'll go with that. That's fine. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that time, in full honesty. And this is something I was really open about when I applied to do paramedic science just last year. I was swimming competitively at the time, so the only real thing I had a true interest in was sport and I didn't have the grades to go straight into sport and exercise science at the time so what I decided to do was get involved with Camp America and go to college to do an applied sports science course and so that was a HNC that integrated into a HND so depending on when you applied to uni, whether you applied to go into first year, second year, or I think you can even apply to go straight into third year as well, then the course would allow you to to take that that jump. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes sense, actually. Yeah, no, no, it's completely bang on. So I, I done that and I completed my access courses. I really enjoyed them. I think at that point I'd done Camp America two or three times. And by the time we're hitting three times, I had managed to get a place at UWS to do sport and exercise science. Now, Funnily enough, the first time I applied to sport and exercise science, I was rejected. So that was why I had to stay on at college to do a further year. And at the end of that year, I was successful in getting into sport and exercise science. And we could really go into my full four-year experience doing my honours degree there. I think I've mentioned before how much I really, really loved it and it was so beneficial to me. But I didn't know I was going to apply to paramedic science until the end of third year. And... We can really dive into that later, but think of the amount of time, you know, that's 2013 up to 2019. And it wasn't until towards the end of 2019 that I realised I wanted to be a paramedic. So there was so much life experience and so many other avenues I explored within that time. But ultimately we ended up here. So I think rejection is definitely one of the things that has steered me in the direction to become what I really want to be. It really does like make or break you, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think you should just focus yourself on letting it make you be better as a person and as a potential student and really better at the career that you you want to be going into. You said you were rejected the first time when you were doing sports science. So Mm -hmm. how did that make you feel and what did you do about it afterwards? Like, obviously, you're not going to feel good about it. But did it inspire you? Did it motivate you? Or did you feel like, oh, well, that's it. I don't care anymore. Yeah, very good question and there's a lot of ways you could go about answering this but to be completely honest I was absolutely devastated. Uh, At the time it was the end of the world (laughs) or so I thought it was anyway and I really didn't know what my next steps were going to be. It just started to feel like a lot of people that I considered really close friends at the time were all going off to uni and they were you know going into second year. They had a 
a very clear path of where they were going and I didn't feel like I'd taken any steps forward. If any, I thought I'd been pushed back. Reflecting on that, I can say with 100% confidence, it was simply a step forward. I just didn't know what direction I was going in, in terms of, you know, was it left, right, diagonal? (laughs) I felt very lost in my life. I didn't feel like I I was achieving anything. I felt like every time I had an aspiration, I was getting knocked back and it was a little bit debilitating. But it's not until you realise that you only get what you put in to education and it was a bit of a reality check to be honest that perhaps I wasn't as invested in my education as I should have been at the time and it was definitely a kick in the direction to to see a goal and to spend less time and less energy hypothesising how you can't achieve this but instead using that same energy to give it your damn best shot and see how it works out. You've made such a good point there Rachel that in hindsight it seems like a positive thing but at the time obviously you're going to feel down about it you're going to feel negative but then when when we look back because me and you have both experienced rejection and to be honest who hasn't like everybody has at times in their life but people react to it differently and at the time some people say yes that's fine I'm just going to be better next time and some people go quiet and they think oh well why why am I bothering but always always in hindsight the rejection is something that has made you and made you better and made you more proactive in what you want to do so I don't I really I don't see it as a bad thing and we've we've all experienced this in our lives I think it's important to acknowledge that the way you react to rejection does not make you a bad person at all or it doesn't make you unlikely to be better in the future it's just everyone's different but I do believe it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. 100% really good way of putting that actually. I think it's only natural to feel disappointed and to question things that perhaps aren't relevant and this is maybe a bit of an odd thing to say but you find or well I find myself spiraling going what did I do to get rejected? What what did I not do? And it's very healthy to then go you know what can I do better? That's a productive thing to do when you're reflecting but it's really easy to get fixated and convince yourself that there's a particular reason that things aren't working out. To, to be honest it's a bit of a waste of time because sometimes the reason that something hasn't worked out is well out with your control and that's something that I think I've only been really settled and accepting into my 20s. I think as a teenager I wasn't very good. <laughs> Accepting I, that. I think nobody is very good at anything when they're a teenager really it's uh, <laughs> speaking as as in our mid to late 20s women being a teenager is a lot harder <laughs> we we were Just, not very good teenagers <laughs> I'm sure some people are so put together but I was a shambles so <laughs> me too <laughs> if we go back onto the topic of paramedicine you've said already that you were lucky and you got into paramedicine first time and people who have been listening for a few episodes now know that I didn't. So I've been rejected twice from the first uni that I wanted to go to and the first time was the first year and I thought, you know what, I've got the qualifications, I can do this, there's no reason why I can't get an interview and I eventually did get rejected in the first year I applied and it was for, I think it was personal statement just wasn't the same as 
other people's or it wasn't as good as other people's personal statements and I thought oh what's wrong with my personal statement like what can I do to make it any better and I spoke to my friends at the time my my closest friends and they just said well this is your opportunity now to to do something about it and to make yourself better for next year and I thought yeah you know I'm just gonna work and I'm gonna do something different I'm gonna I'm going to like do like a first aid course, I'm going to do all this stuff and then I'm going to make it better for next year. And you know what? I was still rejected next year, but it's absolutely fine because I'm so glad that I was accepted to the university that I'm at now and I feel like it was the right place for me. So even if you do work at it and it still doesn't work, there will be other good things that come to you. Other good things will happen. Unfortunately, we can't see into the future. But just know that we are, me and Rachel right here, we're your future and we're telling you that it will all work out. So don't, (laughs) don't, (laughs) it's all going to work out guys. Don't, don't be worried. If you want it, go for it and you'll get it eventually. I like that. It's the, the positive spin on you might get rejected once, you might get rejected zero times in terms of applying, you might even get rejected four times. We can't put a number on that, unfortunately. We also can't really go into Catherine's personal statement and mine and look at the discrepancies between them and go, oh, do you know what? Rachel said that and, you know, Catherine said that. So that's maybe why she got in first time. It's not a healthy way to look at things because the people who are recruiting, I say recruiting, it's probably a poor choice of words actually, but the people who are looking at the applications It's not that I don't think they don't know what they're looking for, but I really think that they look at it with an open mind and they're waiting to see what applications really blow them away and nobody wants to read the same thing, you know, 600 times. So just make it stand out, make it unique and really believe in yourself and your... What am I trying to say, Catherine? It's like... That, that it's like you're, you're, you're made to do it. It's You need to be able to convey that not only does your CV show that you're good for this course but you also need to have this real self-belief in yourself that you need to pick me amongst the other people you pick because it's a loss for you if you don't pick me and it's not cocky it's just true humbled confidence. I think as well just acknowledging your flaws at the same time because quite honestly if it was between me and you getting on to our course, I'm sure you would win hands down just because of all the, the things you've done. But obviously, obviously, it, I mean, now I'm pretty sure our course conveners are very grateful for the both of us being on the course. percent. <laughs> but the thing is, this is where I think we are very similar. I would choose you over me and okay, you would choose me over you. But you're not they need us both. <laughs> but that's the thing though, Rachel. On paper, on paper, you you're perfect for this course. And you know, in person you also are as well. But that's not what they see. They see the person that is on the personal statement and that's it. So yep. we both know each other quite well now. We both know that we're so passionate and we're so interested in doing this and like following this career in paramedicine. But all they see is what's on paper. So I think mm-hmm. if it was between me or you it would be you. And so I think that if you are rejected from any course you want to do, just make yourself better. Do what Rachel did. Like she's been working as a lifeguard. You were, what was it, a um, first responder? No? Yeah, 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 that's right. Community first responder. That's right. So like do things like that and then people will see you. But at the same time, maybe you'll just get lucky and uh, like me. Will. 
apparently that's, that's what happened. Do you know, I remember saying to somebody and that I, I do digress and we'll get straight back on topic, but just quickly see, okay, yes, my academic CV probably does look really good on paper. I'm not going to be a liar and, and sit here and say it doesn't. I've worked really hard over a long period of time to make it look the way it looks, but I have said to so many people, the more you try to match what current people on the course do, the less individual you you look, the less creative you look. And if you've spent the last 10 years, oh, I don't know, let's just say you've been a tree surgeon. I'm going to pick something really, really random that (laughs) isn't part of my day-to-day life. You know, there's, there's actually quite good money in being a tree surgeon. Maybe we should just ignore this whole, this whole career and just become tree surgeons. Lights, chainsaw, trees. <laughs> oh, that's great. Right, let's end it now. Done, that's it. <laughs> what was I saying there? But yeah, if you had spent a long period of time doing a role like that, you need to focus on what that role has provided to you over the years instead of going, you know, I've got 10 years of amazing life experience, but I'm going to quickly try and cram all this stuff that other people have done onto my CV. No, don't do it because the course is going to provide you all the education that you need to start yourself off as a student paramedic. So don't stress yourself out on trying to find what everyone else has done. I think it's not only a bit of a waste of time, but it makes you less individual and nobody can take your individuality away from you. That's what makes the application stand out. You're so correct, Rachel, because honestly, I just sold myself for the experience I had. And I said, I explained how the experience I had would make me a good paramedic and make me a good paramedic student and a student in general. And that's what worked for me. And that's what got me in. So like the people that that was also during my interview, can I just add? So that's when they'd already read my personal statement, thought, oh, she's all right. We'll give her an interview. And then I sold myself and I got a place. Mm-hmm. So rejection is really just about that that personal statement not quite like matching up to other people's but that just means that you should you should improve it but in your way not in the way that you think you should just Definitely. do what you think is best for you don't do something that makes you unhappy no. or miserable no you know i think i think we both agree on that is that me and you have come from different backgrounds but we're for both sure. here we're both doing the same thing we're both learning and we're both going to be blooming great at this at the end of the day, aren't we? Yes, because hard work. So have you got any more questions for me on rejection, Catherine? Because I've got one that's just sprung out of nowhere. Sorry to go off off key a little bit. <laughs> no, it's fine because we've literally just answered all of the questions I had um, throughout our discussion. So you go for it, girl. That's great. I just wanted to ask, so if you, and this is a little bit unanswerable, but I've kind of got a bit of an opinion on this as well. See if somebody asks you, what is the best thing about being rejected? What would you say? I think it grows you as a person. I think I've been, I've had a lot of rejection over the years in many ways. So obviously personal, educational, (laughs) career-wise. Yeah. So I think it just, it does make you stronger and it makes you realise that you can move on from that and you can do better. And it does inspire you to work harder as well. So I, I just think if you haven't been rejected in life, things will come so easy to you. But then one day it will happen and you will have no idea what to do about it. Mm. So I actually feel quite, I feel quite lucky to have had these experiences when I was younger just because I think it's important to actually have that experience 
It does make you stronger as a person and it makes you more strong-willed and more determined and it gives you the confidence to really throw yourself out there and really explain passionately why you would definitely be good for this role. And then it worked for me. You know, I was that passionate, even though I'd been let down so many times. I was that passionate and I believed in myself, went for it. And then here I am doing exactly what I want to do. So in any circumstance, it's always best to just accept it, think about how it can grow you as a person and then smash it. Perfect. I love it. Do you know, I genuinely believe that there's not many other things in the world that bond people together quite like rejection, whether it's mutual rejection or just sharing the experiences of it. Even, and this is a little bit funny, but see even something like failing your driving test. How devastating. I don't know if, did you pass your driving test first time or second time? Well, Rachel, I actually passed first time on the 23rd of December when it was heaving traffic. So just saying, you know. No. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> the best drivers <laughs> pass second time. <laughs> I'm a great tra- Yeah, they say that. but Yeah, me. I say that. I pass second time. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> my driving instructor was so strict with me that I was scared to do a wrong turn or make a wrong move. So <laughs> the only reason I passed was being purely petrified of him. <laughs> no, but well. I understand what you mean. Like, yeah, you you do get like uh, a mutual connection with people that are in the same boat as you, as it were. Is that yeah. a really Scottish thing to say? The same boat. <laughs> we're in the same boat. Um, well, but I do though. I genuinely do. And see, when you're in a group of people, whether it's people you've not known for a long time or people you've known for a very, very long period of time, some of the best stories and the best laughs come from rejection, fails, just things that did not work out. And you talk about, you know, you know, thank goodness this happened because, or in terms of, you know, passing your driving test, you're always going to fire up a really funny debate. You know, there'll be four people in the room who passed first time or there'll be four that passed uh, second time and it's like, well, the best drivers pass second time. And then there's somebody in the back going, I took six attempts and everybody goes, how do you have a licence? <laughs> and they technically, in theory, should be the best then because but they've yes. done more tests. <laughs> Seeing that, Rachel, I want to like just quickly mention one of my best friends I won't I won't mention her by name but she started uni the same time as me just after school and she did a course that she thought she wanted to do but realized she actually didn't and it was a big thing for her and she basically dropped out of uni and transferred to a different uni completely different city as well and did something she would she thought she wanted to do so she did nursing and that was a big moment for her I think to just accept that she wasn't happy where she was and it wasn't good for her and she didn't feel like she was happy and then she went over did nursing and now fast forward about well, seven eight years or something like that yes I'm that old um <laughs> fast forward that much time <laughs> and she's now uh, an ICU nurse in a very good hospital and she's doing a brilliant job right now especially during the pandemic massive shout out to her she's brilliant and so it just goes to show that sometimes you think you've done the right thing but then you haven't and you can go back and I mean we're, we're going off topic a little bit but I just think it's important to acknowledge that it doesn't always work out the first time. The second time, yeah. sometimes it really can. I think that is the perfect way to end that segment. And the reason for that is sometimes in life, 
you have to make a choice and it might not feel like a sensible choice but it's the right choice for you and you know just what an amazing story and you know I think that is just so good on her you know well done whoever you are because <laughs> even I don't know but but yeah rejection can definitely be a positive thing so please remember that guys and if you aren't successful this year please don't let it deter you if this is something you're incredibly passionate about yeah just keep going just exactly what I did I was rejected and I just kept going for it kept working towards it and then I'm there so Life is actually a lot longer than you think. You don't have to do this stuff when you're 18. You don't have to do it when you're 30. You can do it when you're 40 if you like. Just keep working towards it and you will get there. I love it. Right. Rachel, who's approaching this first then? The next segment. You. (laughs) Me? Okay. Right. So in the spirit of the new year, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to ask you some interesting and reflective questions. Do you think you're ready for that? Don't sound too convinced, no? (laughs) Yes, I feel great. Okay, so the first one, what inspires you the most? What inspires me the most? Yes. What inspires me the most is how I will be remembered when I'm gone. And that might sound incredibly morbid, but it's really easy to fixate yourself on how you're perceived now and perhaps what you think other people think of you which can be such an incredible waste of energy because you just it's like a revolving door of insomnia <laughs> at least on my oh. case if you if you let it get to you so much but what inspires me the most is when when I'm gone one day you know when my time is up in the world I want to to be remembered for positive things so it's not about what I've accumulated it's not about my my accolades I want to be remembered for having a real positive impact in the world and that's what inspires me on a day-to-day basis. I know that's really, really cheesy, but it is the honest truth. Well, Rachel, I'm I'm not actually allowing you to, you know, not live anymore, so... <laughs> well, uh, thank you. <laughs> we're just going to cut that because you are you have to live forever. Just saying. Um, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll try and... I'll, I'll do a master's degree in, um, in infinity, you know. It's all good. <laughs> Appreciate that, thank you. Second question, what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Um, that's a really, really tough question. And it's a really tough question because there's things I'm I'm proud of, but I am, honestly, I am most proud of my upbringing. So I am most proud of my parents and the reason that I am most proud of them is because even when I've failed in life and even though when I've been quite a hard person to love, they've always been there for me and they've always found a way to make sure I've had everything and more and looking back more than what I could give a child right now and I am most proud to come from the two best parents in the world. Oh, don't cry. (laughs) So on that note, I'm just going to say that I feel that I'm very lucky to have parents that like really have never judged me for the decisions I have made at all in any way, shape or form. And they always just kind of want what's best for us, whether that's good or bad. And they understand. So no, I totally get that. Don't cry. I should stop asking these questions. Right. Okay. So I'll ask you this last one. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm also proud of the bread I made last week. Is that better? <laughs> what? It's, it was brioche, no? 
let's be serious. You've seen the pictures. That thing was more like bread. <laughs> I actually really wanted you to say you're most proud of the podcast, Lights, Kyla Action, but you know, it's fine. I'll just sit back. It's okay. <laughs> you know how I feel about this podcast, but I need to catch you off guard sometimes. Okay. Um, so, second last question. Which is more important? What you say or how you say it? How you say it. How you say it. I would say how you say it because the words that come out your mouth are interpreted by an individual. So how you say it, uh, you can't take back your tone, but you can justify and explain your words. I actually disagree. I think sometimes it's what you say. I think it's important in tone how you say it, but you can't just say you're ugly <laughs> and that'll be okay you know not speaking from personal experience or anything but I don't know. um but i think like words people remember but tone they forget generally so i think that's, it's a difficult that's a difficult question isn't it i think yeah i think it definitely would resonate differently with you depending on your experience i think i would be more likely to remember how somebody spoke to me rather than the exact words and maybe that's just me being relatively forgetful but interesting one i I like that you're making me think and that's that's not a bad thing i think what i've gathered from that question is that people see things differently i think i would remember the words looking back i remember the words people say and the tone can be there, but it doesn't necessarily make it any better or worse with That's the tone. Crazy. It's just the words. I love that, though, because mm. I'm the complete opposite. I love it. But it make, makes you realise that it's important to think about both, because even though you might not remember it, somebody might. I probably will. Okay, so, Rachel, the last question is a fun question, because I've it. given you some really serious ones. <laughs> so this one, I just thought up earlier, because it's absolutely freezing outside. So, regarding your car, in winter, mm-hmm. are you a scraper? <laughs> Do yes. you scrape your windows? Yes, I do. Why? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I can't stand scraping windows. I'm, I use de-icer. And it, like my dad, every single year, he always gives me this really fancy, expensive de-icer from his work. He works at Volkswagen. And um, that's, that's all I need to use. I don't need to use a scraper. And when I hear people go, oh, it drives me mental. Like, no, I'm a de-icer. I don't use a scraper in any way, shape or form. You scrape your car windows. Do not worry, it's going to like scratch it or something. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have one question for you. And if you get this, I'm going to be really disappointed. But nonetheless, let's finish this episode off with this. If a monkey, a squirrel and a bird are racing to the top of a coconut tree... Who will get the banana first? One more time, please. If a monkey, a squirrel and a bird are racing to the top of a coconut tree, who will get the banana first? What kind of bird is it? A big bird. A a big bird? (laughs) Well, big birds might be slower than smaller birds. So, what, what do you think? I think... The squirrel would get there pretty quickly because the monkey is going to be having a great time swinging around the branches. The bird. What are we looking for again? 
if a monkey, a squirrel, and a bird are racing to the top of a coconut tree, who will get the banana first? Okay, so a coconut, definitely the squirrel, 100%. Wait, a banana? You want a banana? None, because you can't get a banana from a coconut tree. Oh. (laughs) Oh, yes. I I literally only realised at the very end that this was an actual joke. (laughs) <laughs> literally it was i was like no she's starting to figure it out i need to tell her the answer now <laughs> oh well at least i tried to start to figure it out i suppose i'll see i'm not i'm not good at these things i'm not good at um was it as like um problem solving is it almost no i'm not sure to be honest it's like more of those funny daft questions for you but you know i love it and i think we'll just finish there are you happy finishing episode nine here catherine absolutely fine so rachel episode 10 this is a new guest episode isn't it Mm -hmm. so next week we've got a very special guest someone that we have had a lot of time with and we appreciate it very much so you better tune in next week to find out who our special guest is but other than that thank you very much for tuning in to episode 9 and we hope it's been helpful for you good luck on your applications and hope you have had a happy new year as well For sure. Thanks, guys.